Coming at you live from Master Closet Studios, you're listening to the only podcast on the internet that's wrapped in explosive bubble wrap. Try not to move, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no fidgeting allowed. What you would think would be the opposite. If you were wrapped in bubble wrap, you should be like, I'm slamming into this wall if I want to. <laughs> Wait. In this case, what, how, is that not what you do when you're wrapped in bubble wrap? Yeah, I was going to say, how often are you wrapped in bubble wrap? A couple times a month. <laughs> it's the noobs and the hoovian. <laughs> Occasionally. <laughs> my name is Austin. I'm the Hoovian. These are my sons, Corbin and Tripp. And, and we're the noobs. And this is that podcast that's introducing a whole new generation to Doctor Who by watching an episode each and every single week, except for when we don't, and then discussing it from the perspective of a dad who's seen it before. And, and two sons who haven't. So welcome to episode number 165, covering season 11, episode 7, Kerblam! It's got an exclamation point. So Kerblam. You got to say it that way. You gotta this is the one that. where the Doctor and her companions get a package from Space Amazon and don't pop the bubble wrap. And they blow up the whole facility and that one dude. <laughs> that <laughs> Screw one dude. that one dude. And that <laughs> one dude. She was kind of not an important character. Um, welcome to this week's sneak peek of Corbin's segment. Where he has feelings. I, I, yeah, I wrecked that one. Anyway, story number 283 originally aired November 18th, 2018 to 7.46 million viewers. So back when I said 8 million viewers is where we're going to live, apparently we're not. We're going to live We're gonna live in the mid-sevens <laughs> is where we're going to be hanging out. Uh, this one's uh, written by Pete McTeague. Uh, he's done this episode and then he's going to do next season's Praxius, which I remember that name. And remember and nothing, nothing about, about the it. episode. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm didn't like, you watch? Didn't you rewatch this like a I got, couple I months got, ago? I got no, no, no. I I, I redid season uh, eleven, and then I started into season twelve, and kind of like I don't know, I stalled out on I don't know episode two. I, I got to go back on that. Yeah, and it was uh, directed by Jennifer Perrot. Perrot. Poirot. The cast this week we had Kira Arlo played by Claudia Jesse. And uh, she's currently playing Eloise Bridgerton on Bridgerton. Who would have guessed? Who would have guessed? This was one where, like, I saw that she was listed on Bridgerton, and I was like, "Oh, I wonder if she's anybody important." Oh, she's Bridgerton. (laughs) (laughs) I don't. I've I've not seen the show, but I would imagine that if her last name is the name of the show, she's at least one of the main characters. (laughs) She's at least in the main family. (laughs) She's probably important. The main character's family. (laughs) She's the main character's sister. That's what it is. Anyways, uh, Daniel Cooper was played by Lee Mack, uh, just dramatically underutilized in this episode, if you ask me. Uh, He's a uh, comedian best known, by me at least, for Would I Lie to You? And I think I've mentioned this show to you guys before. Um, I think I've mentioned it on the podcast. The the premise of the show, it's it's one of these UK panel shows that they do where they get like all the, all the comedians and bring them in and do some kind of a game show type of thing. And what I lie to you, you have two teams of three and two of the, two of the guys are, are always the same. It's uh it's uh Lee Mack. And all of a sudden I cannot think of the other guy's name and he's the one I know better. And Oh my gosh, I am kicking myself. Anyways, they're like sort of the team captains. And the whole thing is somebody on on the panel gets called on, they pick up a card, which they've never seen, read what is on the card as though they are stating a true fact. Maybe it is, or maybe it isn't. And then it's up to the other team to decipher by asking them questions. Are they lying or is it, or is it true? And it is hilarious because all it's, it's entirely improv because you're either telling a, a story that you actually lived through or You've never read this before in your life. You have no idea what it's going to say. You have to read it out loud and then pretend that that is true. And it's always a thing about you. 
It's like, like as an example, a guy picked up the card one time and said, I once accidentally bought a horse while on vacation. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> um, and, and then the other team asks questions and you just have to like answer the questions and try and be convincing and try and, you know, convince, you have to try and trick them into guessing wrong because then you win. I don't know. Um, so that's been running for, I don't even know how many seasons now, but it's been around for a while. Um, I'm sure he's been in other things. I know he's done some stand-up, and I've seen some of his stand-up, but basically I know him from this show. So I'm I'm cool. stalling because I'm trying to remember the other guy's name. <laughs> it's David. Is it David? It's 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 uh You got this, Dad. It's <laughs> Forrest Lawrenston. I forgot Frank Sinatra last night. You so. did, yeah, that's oh, okay. Yeah. But you could be forgiven because um he was not alive during your lifetime. <laughs> This is a guy who I've watched for years and I can't. Oh, it's good. As soon as we hit stop on the recording, I'm going to remember it. Hey, guys. Ow. Noobs in the Whovian is brought to you by the First Lady of Kandoka's Health Plan. Are you in need of a second heart but don't really want to talk about it? Enroll <laughs> in the First Lady of Kandoka's Health Plan for her relatives only. Brings us down to the checklist. The name of the episode spoken in dialogue. Uh, yeah. This is one of those ones where yeah. it was like, it's not even worth keeping a tally of how many times they said it. Because <laughs> 27 and a half. Because uh, yeah. <laughs> there was that one time where it went Kurt and then they got smacked in the face. <laughs> uh, the Wakia noted that this, along with the woman who fell to earth and demons of the Punj- uh, demons of the Punjab, were uh, this was another one of those double meaning titles where the woman who fell to earth wasn't just the doctor; it was also Grace, and the demons of the Punjab weren't the aliens that we thought they were. It was us the all, along. us all along. Yeah, it was, the, it was the hatred that was inside us all along. <laughs> It was the friends that we killed along the way. Um, <laughs> Wait. Oh, my gosh. Kurt, and I didn't, Maybe. I literally, I felt I, I just like facepalmed because I never thought about this until I read this note on the Wikia that it is both called Kerblam because that's the name of Space Amazon and also because of what? Because they blew it up. Because of explosive bubble wrap. And I'm like, yeah. I'm an idiot. <laughs> I've seen this episode like three or four times now. And, you just and I just, it and, they it up. I didn't even just now get it. <laughs> Someone had to point it out to me. And and trips like when yeah, you said uh, it when you said yeah. it was a double meaning I went oh yeah <laughs> oh so you didn't think of it before then no I didn't I didn't think oh, of it but okay when you, so when I'm you not it up. stupid or oh. we're super okay dumb. well we didn't say <laughs> <laughs> dang thanks <laughs> uh, let's see. don't put words in my mouth <laughs> yeah under the TARDIS uh, the Doctor is still having a hard time with the new control systems obvious I, have we That's ever seen concerning. the Doctor like <laughs> have we ever seen a new Doctor like what are we, seven episodes in? Like, still, str- I mean, granted, the first episode, she didn't even get the TARDIS. Uh, have she we ever even... seen the Doctor controlling it properly ever? I don't <laughs> no. think so. Like, um, he's, he always leaves the brakes on. Okay, yeah, but the Doctor usually, like, plays it off. Like, oh, I totally know what I'm doing. This, uh, Whitaker is like, oh, I'm still trying to get used to these new controls. Like, what? I don't, just, just play it off maybe, like, like yeah, all maybe your that's, previous incarnations. that's her way of playing it off. Is it, oh, is that uh, playing into Corman's apology theory? That's exactly what I was thinking. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The psychic paper, again, they were relatives of the first lady. Um, I love that. uh, Oh, you're relatives of the first lady. And the doctor says, oh, did she put that? We asked her not to. And and what was great was Team TARDIS jumped right on board. They're like, oh, yeah, Yeah. it's embarrassing. We don't like to talk about it. Like, Uh, yeah, uh we're totally relatives of the first lady. Definitely true. Totally. Uh, Let's see. Um... (laughs) Under Jibberty Jabberty, I wrote down, um, the doctor said, 
Kerblam or the, the Kerblam man. And they're like, what? And she says, the Kerblam man. <laughs> to which Graham says, you're just saying sounds now. <laughs> you're just making up syllables. What are you saying? Kerblam man. We, we don't we keep saying it. We still don't understand what that means. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, the doctor drops names. Uh, she once knew a bloke named Roger Wilco. <laughs> Who is that? It's just, it's not it's not a person. It's it means. All right. It's it's radio jargon. So when you're work, when you're communicating on a radio and you complete a you, you know you complete something you say Roger as an acknowledgement right so that carries over into you know everyday everyday conversations particularly military people will say Roger in other words I heard that I acknowledged I don't know what the background is on that I don't know why you say Roger but that's what it means and then Wilco is the way I always heard it was will cooperate so if you say Roger Wilco in other words. I heard you. I understood you. I'm going to do the thing you said to do. And she's like, did I ever tell you I knew a bloke named Roger Wilco? That's fantastic. It'd be like if she said, I knew a guy named Roger Dodger. That's okay. Okay. So is it, is she's it, being an idiot. Is it basically. funnier now? <laughs> no, apparently she actually she met actually a guy did. named Roger Wilco. That's, I mean, that's what I'm imagining is that she literally did meet a guy named Roger. I Wilco. mean, she probably has at some point. Yeah. It was probably like some sort of like blob creature that didn't even speak English. And then the sounds of his name just happened to be Roger Wilco. Tim yeah. Shull. Uh, speaking of wasps, did I ever tell you about me and Agatha Christie? That was Wait. great. I, that, Corbin, did you say that was the first time she dropped a name that we actually got the reference? And not just dropped a name, like said something referencing an event that actually happened on screen. Was that the first time? I feel, Yeah. Most of it so far has been just random like stuff like, joking. oh, I haven't done a wedding since yeah. Einstein's wedding. Like, oh, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was joking, but that may genuinely be true. It might be. This is yeah. the first time she has mentioned an event that happened on screen. Yeah. Which that's not uncommon for all of the doctors that we've seen yeah. so far. Sometimes they drop names and they are referencing something. Just that sounds funny. And then sometimes they're saying something that happened in a comic. And so people... Oh, yeah. So then the Wikia explodes. It's now canon. And then sometimes it's a classic who reference. So you never know. Yeah. Um, other stuff we noticed. Uh, Eleven apparently ordered a new Fez after River shot his. I thought that was great. You know what? I just happened to see somebody posted a picture uh, the other day uh, on, on one of the various Facebook uh, streams where I see Doctor Who stuff. So I don't know if it was the official Doctor Who page or on the Doctor Who group that I'm in. Uh, but it was a picture of Eleven wearing the fez, but it was obviously like a behind-the-scenes photo. You know, it was like the, like the director was in the shot. You know, it was like just all kinds of random stuff happening. And Matt Smith is mugging at the camera, like just big grin because he's wearing the fez, right? <clears throat> and apparently there was this whole conversation uh, where uh, – oh, wait. Who was the showrunner at the time? Um, Russell T. What? No, it was at no. Who was after Russell T. Davies? Stephen Moffat. Moffat, thank you. Mm. Moffat told I don't know one of the one of the directors or producers or writers somebody I'm going to put Matt in a fez, and they were like, you can't put Matt in a fez. If you put Matt in a fez, he'll never take off the fez. He'll be running around looking like a goofball, wearing the fez, just happy as a clam, <laughs> yeah. for, like for the rest of the time that he's the doctor. You can't do that. And Moffat's like, no, no, it's okay. I have a plan. <laughs> As soon as I put him in the Fez, I'm going to destroy the Fez. (laughs) (laughs) I, for years, saw people cosplaying 
as the 11th doctor wearing a fez or wearing a fez and carrying a mop mm-hmm. going, I can't wait to for the two is. season run where the 11th doctor must be wearing a fez. That's got to be what's happening, right? This right. is all the way back when I'm like, you know, still watching Eccleston. I'm like, there's got to be this long extended period yeah. where he's wearing a fez. And no, it, it turns out <laughs> it's less yeah. than an episode. Oh, yeah. He, he like stole it from like some museum or whatever. I don't uh, yeah, they were in a museum. He picked it up, popped it on his head. And then like within 10 minutes, River took it off his head. Or no, no, no. Amy took it off his head, threw it in the air. River shot it <laughs> and exploded it. And then later on, we get another fez for whatever reason in the day of the doctor where 10 and 11 are interacting with the fez. Oh, yeah. He throws it through the little time warp thing. And then apparently <laughs> at some point along the way, he ordered a new one. I think he literally even said at one point, I can get another one. Yeah. I think I remember him saying that. And uh, yeah. So by the way, by the way, <clears throat> for us, I looked this up for us, meaning us on the podcast, it was exactly one year ago that we last saw the Fez in Day of the Doctor. It was our, the episode that we released on July 19th. It's like oh. one year and oh, wow. one week since we saw the Fez. Now, keep in mind, though, the Day of the Doctor was like five 2013. Years. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So it's been five years since we've seen the Fez, you know, in, in production time and everything. So, um, oh, crap. Oh. My next note says, how long do y'all think it was in real time? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Nice one, Dan. Nice. (coughs) Nice. Oh, man. I, I, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what happens when you, when you, you do the notes and then you wait a few days before you record. Yeah. That's what happens. You forget forget when you set a a, a quiz up for your, your co-host. I got it right before you even asked the question. Uh, You did say five, didn't you? You did say five years. Yeah. Well That's done, Trip. <laughs> you get a gold star. Yeah, you get a gold star. You want a cookie. I want a cookie. You get a gold star shaped cookie. <laughs> Wait. Uh-huh. <laughs> what shape is that cookie? Gold. Gold. Gold, gold shape. Gold. gold star. Um, somebody at some point said, That's robophobic, <laughs> which is just, I've heard carbon chauvinism before. Um, where you like if you're a human being that thinks you're better than a computer, it's, uh-huh. it's carbon chauvinism. Carbon. It's, it's a Star Trek thing. Um, oh. Star Trek fandom, not on the, nobody said it on the show. <laughs> Robophobic was a new one on me. Um, <laughs> we have the line where Arlo oh. says, I'm such a butterfingers. To which, what's his dude says, <laughs> I love butter. <laughs> Smooth. Smooth. <laughs> that may be the only reason this episode gets a high score. Corbin was, I was dying at It this. was that like was someone so was funny. stabbing you in the chest. <laughs> During this entire scene. I love butter. That was, that was hilarious. Just the quick butter. He was so fast to like, oh, I love butter. Okay, all three of us tried to say that phrase with the accent. None of us got it. No, not well, at all. Well done. I love well butter. Uh, just, that it was, was no. so funny. Uh, that was like the office level of awkwardness <laughs> and cringe. And I was just like, well done. Well done, Chibs. Uh. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, um, okay. So we had, we had the, um, Monsters Inc. scene where they're riding on the, um, I'm going to say treadmills, but they weren't conveyor belts. That's the word. (laughs) Treadmill. (laughs) Think about it. A treadmill is like a really short conveyor belt for a human. That loops. That, well, that's what a conveyor belt does. Mm. (laughs) 
No, but like it's a really, sh- it's a closed loop. It's a really. Short How do you think a conveyor belt Anywho. works? Anywho, <laughs> Anywho, while they're writing that, as they come to the end of it, first of all, I did not understand the end of it at all. They get to the end and they're just like in a hallway. Oh, I'm like, yeah. what? What? <laughs> what conveyor belt is that? And That's then so secondly, what happened? That there? was after they passed through the laser gun disintegration <laughs> protocol. What? It's <clears throat> there was like some alarm that went off about like biological contamination. Okay, maybe as you're sending out packages from Space Amazon, you want to run them through a UV filter to make sure there's no alien microbes on them or something yeah. that could take a, a, a you know doomsday plague back to Kondoka. Yeah, but. It was registering human beings. And it was shooting as with biological lasers. contamination. Right, yes. Wait, and didn't it, they say don't ride the conveyor belts? It's punishable by death. Uh, like no, immediate termination. Immediate well, termination. <laughs> so. Yeah. You have been terminated. <laughs> um, that's the thing is. There, like, it wasn't like a laser field. Right, yeah. It, it wasn't. Was laser guns. It was like guns. there was a stormtrooper at the end firing <laughs> bolts into the thing. That was ridiculous. And at no point did it make contact with anything other than the walls. I'm like, this is the worst uh, uh, antimicrobial protocols ever invented. I can understand, though. Like, it's probably just scanning for life. It's not scanning for human beings. Didn't I mean, I guess, but still. The laser Why wouldn't you just ridiculous. blast the whole thing with, like, sanitizer or, again, UV light, not individual laser beams that are obviously being fired by a gun at the end of the hallway. And Why then where was the like gun? A pile of trash. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Because what again, was that area? Like, that's what I don't understand. Yeah, why does that area it was exist? doing the laser gun disintegration protocol to, to sanitize the boxes, which were then going into the garbage. No part of that scene made sense. No part of that made sense. By the way, I'll also just point out in in bad um, CGI slash green screen yeah. that when, um, when the, they, the guy like got pushed off of the conveyor belt Ooh. by Ryan, no. when he landed, he reached his hand down to push himself up. And the actor sort of wrapped his hand around the edge of the green screen platform he was on, which would have meant his fingers would have been gone because it would have been chewed yes. off by the bottom of the conveyor belt, the wheels and gears and everything. But no, he just sort of like casually clanked his fingers on there. So I can't I believe. Like, did they spend all their budget already? Like they've had such good CGI. It was like, oh, yeah. You know, close to movie level, that's, and this was that was it. Then they're like, this was like fans 60s. on them or something. It was not that bad. No, it was, it was not six. It was not that bad. It was, it was like 60s. I don't know, both fans on their hair. Freaking or the, it looked like the first episode I, of Star Wars. I now can't remember who said this line, but I did love the line. Kerblam is trying to kill its own customers. That's the worst business plan I've ever heard of. I think the doctors <laughs> was that the doctor. I couldn't remember if it was the that doctor. Sounds or like Graham. a Graham quote. Yeah, I, I did think it was Graham. Yeah, um, and that's that's the. Um, you know, the conspiracy theory, whenever it's like, uh, you know, there's the global cabal of lizard people and they're going to kill us all. And I'm like, um, so that they can govern no one. Like, actually, no, I, I take that back when, when your conspiracy theory has gone to the level of lizard people. (laughs) Now you're talking about like aliens that are trying to invade the earth and everything. So maybe they do want us gone, but whenever it's just humans, and there's, and you know, when, when one side of the political spectrum is trying to demonize the other, they'll start throwing in that, like, they're rounding people up for death camps and they're going to kill us all. And I'm like, why would why the would they people in that? power 
want to kill all the people they have power over? Why would Kerblam want to kill all of its own customers? Like, what the heck point would that be? Anyways. I just, yes, okay. I heard about is it this about recently. Lizard alien people? There is a whole number percentage of Americans, 12 million Americans, that believe alien lizards govern the world. 12 million That's not based surprising. on what? I don't know. That's they, didn't, they didn't surprising. ask all 300 million of us. Yeah, it was, that was extrapolation, a, that was, I yeah. think. Where, but where'd you see that? on? Uh, this is The Guardian. So, But it comes from a study... That that's a British study. It doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, "Oh my gosh, that is way too many people." Was it twelve million Americans? Is that yeah. what you're saying? Yeah. Wow. I that's think that's extrapolation. Million. But I'm like, "Oh my gosh." Yes, it definitely is. Yeah, it's it's like they they interviewed a hundred people, and you know, one of them said that. So you extrapolate that out to three hundred million. Got to be twelve million, right? That math um, seems to check out. Math. Yeah. <laughs> sure, whatever. <laughs> they asked 300 people and 12 said. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> Anyways. Um, okay. Oh, my gosh. Speaking of numbers and how people don't understand them. That, okay, first of all, real quick. What was the name of the guy? The guy you all said, screw that guy? The guy that got blowed up? Uh, Crap, what was his name? I, I don't care. care. He's subhuman. He doesn't deserve <laughs> Anyways. He said in his rant at the end, his little manifesto rant, they want us to be happy. Okay, so so the the the, the premise of this uh, this actually I was going to say future, but we don't even we never even got a time. We got Kandoka, Kandoka Colony. We don't even know that. That's and presumably human. they're human, but we never even explicitly said they were human. But presumably this is in the far future where humanity has spread yeah. out. That's that's Doctor Who, right? Mm-hmm. Um. There have been, as automation has taken over, laws have been passed so that 10% of all jobs have to be done by human beings, right? So in other words, robots were going to put us all out of work so that so the uh, laws needed to be written in such a way that all job, uh, 10% of all jobs had to be human-powered, right? And that's what Kerblam, that's what Judy was doing at Kerblam. It was her job to, to run the organics. And so uh, what's his dude? says, they want us to be happy with 10%. What about the other 90%? It's not 10% of people that get jobs. It's 10% of the jobs. Right. That means probably every single person has a job. It doesn't necessarily mean that. Depends on how many jobs. No, no, no. It it is very clearly, they're painting a picture that unemployment is running rampant in this part of the galaxy or whatever because of so much automation, right? And again... We, as we were talking before we hit record, the parallel that they're trying to draw halves of notes that we can get to later. <clears throat> but I hate it when people say 10% of all jobs have to be humans. That means only 10% of humans have jobs. That's not how numbers work. <laughs> Unless there's one job <laughs> per person. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So if there's a billion people on Kandoka, there must be 1 billion jobs, apparently. No more, no less. Um, geez, that is, it just, it drives me bonkers. And what's crazy is people do this in real life all of the time, all of the time they get, they get their numbers just inverted that way. So anyways, um, I loved that at the end, the, uh, the Kerblam men, the, the, the delivery guys said activating bubble wrap, which (laughs) was just, I don't know why that got me. 
You're popping the bubble wrap. And I love that the doctor said, do the thing that everyone does with bubble wrap. Oh, yeah. And I remember thinking, why are you being vague with the robot? I don't understand. Why would you leave any room? Because the first time I was watching this, I was like, oh, no. Is this about to backfire? (laughs) Like (laughs) throws it at them. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, it, it turns out in Kandoka, in the far-flung future, they uh, they never pop it, and they they fold it up and put it in a baggie and put it in storage for use later. I don't know. Like, what? You know, why would you? Why did she phrase it that way? And okay, do we? Uh, the last note I had was the doctor talking about how they're all strictly freelance. <laughs> she and the she and the companions are are offered jobs at Kerblam. She says yeah. we're strictly strictly freelance. Getting back to the bubble wrap thing. I don't know if we want to park here for a minute, maybe, and 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 go back to our debate about the doctor not killing people, but totally killing people. Mm-hmm. Because what the heck was the deal with letting that guy run off into a sea of those robots, knowing full well that they were about to explode that entire place? I don't know. They why gave he him did like that. no opportunity. What? I don't know why he did that to begin. I with. didn't understand that either. But but I definitely didn't understand it. But why didn't the doctor say, hey, guy whose name we can't seem to remember, come back this way because I'm about to I'm about to take your plan and reverse the polarity and make them blow up here. And so this whole little warehouse thing is about to go up in in a big giant explosion. And so if you're out there, you're going to be caught in it. So why don't you stay up here with us and and we'll talk about whether or not you're going to go to jail or not, but maybe you won't die in a horrible inferno (laughs) right in front of us. She gave him like three seconds. Like if, if activate bubble wrap, activate from the very second he realized, yeah, they, they went to pinch and she was like, Hey dude, come back. Right. If from the very moment he realized what was about to happen, he had run at top speed, leapt from the ground up onto the second floor over the railing and dove into the elevator, he would not have had time. Like they gave him no warning. Remember, they teleported out. So like so they would have to. Like, oh, right. It wasn't even the elevator. He stood no chance unless he grabbed her on the arm. In the yeah, I'm saying like, why didn't they run out to him and grab him and teleport out of there and be like, you don't get to go out that way, buddy. You got to face your consequences and go to jail. How does this? Because that's how we do it on cop shows. Like, how does the teleportation even work? Can they not grab him from across the room? What? <laughs> I'm assuming that there's some sort of range. Yeah. Because if you look, Twirly is what was teleporting them. And it's sort of like little electricity reached out and grabbed them and sucked them into the teleportation. Anyways, uh, who's who? Who is Ryan Sinclair? He's from the People's Republic of South Yorkshire. <laughs> I love it when companions try to make their their uh, random town or city in the UK sound as as important <laughs> as you know some person that they've just met. Um, you know, uh, what was the one Sir Doctor of Tardis and and Lady Rose of wherever she was from. Something. I can't remember where she was from mm. now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Cardiff or something. All the, <laughs> all the Brits are yelling into their iPods right now. Why is it always iPod with you? I don't know. Hmm? Why, why do you always Well, in the UK, iPod. they carry their iPods in their left hands. It's different over there. <laughs> <laughs> what? Do you? <laughs> Not following, but like sense. whatever. I don't know. Dad is sleep deprived. Who is Ryan Sinclair? Um, he's back in his environment working in a warehouse. Like at first he's like, oh my gosh, I've, I've flown through time and space just to be back at work. Didn't but he then get when fired he, for the thing that he did at the very end? 
riding the conveyor belt. Isn't that like why he got fired? <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. He, yeah. He did mention it's like, that. I did. But once. what was funny was like, he was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I've traveled all this way just to be, you know, just to work in a warehouse. And then when he got in there, he was like, oh man, I'm home. Like I'm with my people now. Let's go. He's <laughs> like, I'm going to show you how this is done. Um, his coordination problem makes life really interesting, he said, which I would imagine, uh, yeah, when you just like mm. randomly fall off of stuff. and We. Yeah. <laughs> what? We. What the heck was we. that? <laughs> Who is Graham? Uh, Graham was killing it this episode. He was just so many one-liners and zingers just, just left and right. Um, I, I mean, it was it was a funny jab at at Graham that she switched jobs with him and he ended up being a janitor but then as soon as he got down there I was like oh yeah he's a janitor like he totally like this is his element where he could just like go down and like be a bloke and just like mess around with that whatever the guy's name was why can't remember that guy's name but he was just like he was completely at home you know like we can just fly under the radar do whatever we want clean up a little spill moppity mop good to go having fun all the while, totally manipulating that guy, oh, <laughs> getting yeah. him to give away all the secrets and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, uh, <laughs> I love the line where he tells, again, the guy, he says, uh, you know, like he noticed that there was something going on between him and Arlo. And, uh, <laughs> oh, and he says, yeah, it's kind of my superpower. I'm able to pick up on the subtlest of social cues. And he goes, really? And he goes, no. But no. <laughs> no. No. I wrote it into the notes as capital N, capital O, capital A, capital W. No. Because no. he, he said he Amazing. somehow managed to make the word no three syllables long. <laughs> no. He's like, no, it's obvious. And I was like, what the <laughs> heck oh my was God. that? <laughs> How uh, who is Yaz? That? I don't know. I didn't have any notes about her. Did y'all? She any, was She's here. totally into Ryan. <laughs> Maybe. She was here. Bro, physical contact. She was here. They what? grabbed hands and jumped together onto the conveyor belt. Oh. Physical contact. Playing into Trip's theory here. No, I'm pretty sure that was because he's like, <laughs> he if might I die. Jump, I'm going to die. <laughs> I'm going to die. And Trip's like, yeah. And she didn't I want him to die because they're in love. Anyways. Who is the doctor? Some of her best friends are robots, she says. Uh, which the Wikia pointed out, canine and handles. I was like, handles. I forgot all about handles. handles. No, handles. Handles, handles was so funny. No. Was so great. Uh, she blames her two hearts on the healthcare plan of the first lady. <laughs> that was great. It's like rather again the times that the doctor chooses to just skip over the I'm an alien part. Around. I just it's so funny. Like especially when she's out in the future, out in the the galaxy somewhere. It's like yeah. surely they're humans are okay with aliens by now, right? Yeah, but, right. Or maybe they're still denying that there's ever been aliens. <laughs> that they've ever existed. We literally transport goods to aliens, but we are definitely the only people that exist. Wait, what? Transporting to aliens? Yeah, Krimblam sent the sent, Fez to her. Yeah, sent the oh, Fez oh, to Oh, oh, okay, well, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. If you're counting her as an alien. <laughs> she. Just because just she is. <laughs> <laughs> that only counts because she is an alien, you know? <laughs> right, yeah. Um, she'll add the warning for insubordination to her collection. I thought that was great. Oh, yeah. I just picture, like, her, like, Whipping open her jacket, and she's just got like pink slips lining her co- her uh, her jacket. It'd be so great. Um, I love the line where she like she tells off 
the the uh, Judy and then the other guy, the the, the like boss man. She like yeah. tells them off and like turns around like we'll be keeping an eye on you and like storms off and with with her with with Ryan and Yaz like in tow, yeah, like yeah. flanking her. And she goes too bombastic. I don't know. It felt right. <laughs> yeah, they're like <laughs> you're like no, no, no. It was perfect. It was perfect. Oh, it felt right. And then she says, "Laters, nope, never doing that again." <laughs> so. And then and sticking with, and then... And then you stopped writing. I stopped writing. I don't know what she said there. <laughs> nice. What did she say? Nope, never doing that again. Sticking with something. I don't know. And the, the Wikia pointed out several other times where the doctor said, I'm never saying that again. Like when Eleven said, who to man? And uh, <laughs> there, was, there were a couple other ones where they were trying, you know, it's like they put a stupid modern, yeah. you know, phrase in the doctor's mouth. Wait, and even the doctor phrase. hates it. Except that fam is still a thing. She keeps using fam. Oh, and yeah. I'm like, why? Like, I thought Stop that was going to be nice. one of those jokes where she said, because the first time she said it, she was like, fam? No. no. You know, but then she keeps coming back to it. So I don't, you know. Yes. Wait, is laters? Is that a, like a <clears throat> thing? I've never heard anybody say uh, that. Maybe like 15 years ago. <laughs> laters. <laughs> no, doctor is always like so far behind. Well, also being so far You know far how you ahead. tell the difference between an alligator and a crocodile? Depends on whether you see him later or after a while. Hey, she doesn't like bullies, doesn't like conspiracies, and doesn't like get, uh, people getting hurt. Trip seemed, uh, said that she seems to like all of those things, sort yeah. of. Or at least she ends up around them a lot. <laughs> she definitely, definitely ends up with She literally said, hurt. a conspiracy. Oh, I love the conspiracy. Yes, in the last episode, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that the last episode? Yeah. Or, or the doctor. arachnids in the UK, definitely. Yeah, was, was, was that the last episode? I can't no, remember. That was like now. two episodes. It's all blurring together at this point. Uh, she says, I love a bit of retro. Of course you do. The just paper files. Paper files was retro. <laughs> I love a bit of retro. Um, somebody at some point said, what's she talking about? To which one of the companions said, I don't know. You get used to it. She usually explains it in the end. I think <laughs> and then like yes. two seconds later, she, she yeah, explained yeah, like, it. Yeah, see? Don't worry. She, she always usually explains it in the end. Sometimes. Maybe not. We don't know. Just <laughs> go with it. Just roll it. And then, does she know what she's doing? Sometimes. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> definitely sometimes. Definitely sometimes. All right, Corbin. Unload. Uh, I hate. <laughs> yes. I just. I hate. I hate. See, I don't know whose fault this is, if it's the right. writer. What are we talking about, Corbin? Automation. Uh, we're talking about automation. <laughs> I don't, has feelings I don't know automation. if this is the writer's fault for being dumb or Chris Chibnall's because he's the one that keeps inserting all his politics into the episodes. Okay. But <laughs> Which don't work. someone is dumb who wrote this episode. <laughs> I ju- okay. When no one has jobs, no one needs jobs. If every single job can be animated, we do not need Automated, automated not animated. Did I say animated? You said animated. Yes. Automated. If every job can be animated, then we're all just <laughs> they were, they watching were all the cartoons. Uh, yeah. But who makes the cartoons? <laughs> but if literally every job, which this seems to be a sufficiently advanced society, like the Kerblam men are AIs, right? That they've also managed some to sort, yeah. control. So it's not like all powerful AI running rampant is going to cause problems. They... Can, it seems like they can automate literally every job. 
but they create a law that requires 10% of jobs to be manned by a human, which actually makes poverty worse. Because then most people are unemployed, but we still need money to pay the people who are working. It's so dumb. <laughs> Cur- at, at this level, currency shouldn't exist because it's running at maximum efficiency all the time. So, so y'all are picturing Wally. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, where like the humans are just riding around. On That's what they make it seem space like. Scooters. Like if you're at the point where you legally have to require a certain amount of law uh, jobs to be manned by humans, that sounds like we can make every job automated if we wanted to. Yeah. You'll notice every single one of the jobs they do in this episode <clears throat> can be done by a robot. They are done by robots in it, modern it, it make, society. It would make more sense yeah. to send them out as the delivery people. Because they can pop up they and be can't like teleport hey. across the universe. But well, like, they, they may not? teleport. Why not? I guess if maybe. you can make a teleporting <laughs> robot, you can make a teleporting wristband or yeah. Yeah. suit. <laughs> Space suit. But like literally, by making some jobs manned by humans, then you have to pay those people, then you have to keep economy. And that makes the problem worse than if no one had jobs. So is the only reason people work because they need money no but if you want to work because you really like working then you don't you work on different things you have a hobby well i mean like people who just love working will work even if they're not making money so you don't have to pay those people they'll just do work on their own because they love it so much right so like i said you're you're picturing like wally where Human beings, every needs are, are, are every need are is being met uh, by the robots and everything. Yeah, but that is uh, that's one way that it could go. But sometimes there's a tendency for wealth to be consolidated, not eliminated. I guess, what? but like, I don't, I just. They would fix that problem, right? <laughs> I I somewhat agree with you. I I, yeah. I am I am more. I am in favor of of automation. They're acting like and, the problem is not having enough jobs, but we're past the threshold where, like, I think okay. after a certain okay. point, every job should be so, automated. So here's the thing, though: is the transition, if you are to arrive in a a post scarcity post uh, work world, there's a transition. So maybe uh, we've caught this society in the transition. midst of that transition. Have we though? Because they have laws requiring transition. Yes, I, I think that, but that would be part be of the transitioning transition. back or at least, well, well that, that definitely seems like, company. yeah, that Judy at the end of the episode is like, we're definitely going to push for more human jobs. Even though the human is what made this job yeah. go wrong. Now, so so here's the thing, is that there are, there are some people who would push back against what you're saying. What, what, what the you one say? problem <laughs> with this whole system I is that the, genius. the human yeah. messed everything up and blew up everything. A human was the problem. Right, literally, Kerblam was literally trying Run, to save the yeah. people from a person. And then they're like, the solution? More jobs for people. 
Mm. Well, okay. One thing that I didn't like about this episode is, is the point you just made Corbin in one sense, it's kind of like the terrorist got his way. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Cause his whole point was I'm going to, so, so here's what he wanted to do. I'm going to murder a bunch of people so that it will seem as though the AI has gone rogue Yeah. so that we'll shut it all down and everybody can get their jobs back. And in the end, they were able to avoid that, but... And bring out the truth that the human was the insane guy. Right. But then the, but then the final result is, maybe we should look into getting people some, some more jobs. So it's like, um, okay, I guess that's a happy ending. So, I don't know. <laughs> like, so it kind of feels like he was right. <laughs> and good thing he did this terrible thing or we wouldn't have done like we wouldn't have fixed it but ai is perfect is fighting back against the unperfect right. and is always good at least at I, this point i tend to listen i'm the guy who cannot wait for self-driving cars to be the yeah. norm i'm the guy who can't wait hoverboards. for uh sure um you know <laughs> not in the 90s i, and I am the i am the the early adopter of the self-checkout line whereas you know there are some people who are like i refuse to shop at walmart because they have self-checkout the first time kroger introduced a self-checkout you're like i was Ooh. like let's do this and it was awful um so <laughs> but i'm like early adopter of technology and i tend to lean in that direction um i Part of that is is uh, because it is is entirely selfish because I want technology to sufficiently advance in my lifetime so that I can be uploaded into the cloud. You know, like I'm all about it. Like, give me my robot body, man. Here we come. Uploaded into the cloud. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, I, I, but I also understand the the difficulty because it will not be an easy transition. But it never is. Technological leaps yeah. and advances never are. Easy, you know. People, people um, like to point back. You know, when 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 someone is railing against technology is eliminating jobs, people point back and say, uh, "How many people pine are pining away for the good old days when buggy whip maker was a was a career choice?" <laughs> what? Someone. Uh... Well, think about when cars came out. Uh, there was an entire industry of people who made whips for buggies for horse-drawn carriages. That was their job. All of a sudden there was no job. They're out of a job. Now, again, historically it was in the blink of an eye, right? It was a couple of decades, but a couple of decades is not tomorrow. It's not the blink of an eye. It does transition and things do slowly, usually somewhat slowly come into play. Even though that's, Slowly picking up speed. <laughs> oh, yeah. Things, yeah. Change happens faster than it used to. But even that is, I think, perhaps exaggerated because, yeah. you know, rose-tinted glasses, looking back on the good old days and whatever. Um, I'm of the opinion that the good old days are probably ahead of us. <laughs> right. Now. Personally. But it it will be a difficult transition. And Corbin, what I'm thinking is that we are catching this society in the midst of that transition. And mm-hmm. every time you make a a a step forward socially, technologically. Yeah. There's stumbles backwards. You, you like we should have had, we should have had self-driving cars on the road five years ago. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But we've stopped ourselves. We should have been, we should have been setting foot on Mars in the eighties, but we lost interest. But it's not like 
you know, 99% of cars on the road were self-driving. And then we were like, we should bump that back to 50-50. Like, in this one, the end of the episode, the presumably good outcome is we're moving backwards. Okay, I'm going to give you a great example. Do you remember when we were on vacation, we made a stop, I want to say, in New Jersey. We stopped off at uh, at a rest stop that had a gas station in it. And I went to like do what we always do, pull up, hop out, let you guys out, and then I was going to fill up the gas tank until I realized I was legally forbidden from doing so. <laughs> Again, I yeah. think it was New Jersey, but I, I could be wrong. It could have been a different state. But there is a state in the northeastern U.S. where it is illegal to pump your own gas because get full service gas stations used to be a thing. Listen, when yeah. I was a kid, when I was younger – uh, younger than Brayden is now. I used to go with my dad to the gas station that he worked at and sit there with him <clears throat> and people would pull up and they would either pull up to the left, which was self-serve and they would get out and pump their own gas or they would pull up to the right, which was full serve. And he would run out and ask them how much gas that they wanted and pump their gas. And while the gas was pumping, he'd pop their hood and he'd check their oil, check their windshield wiper fluids, tell them if they needed to top off on some oil, bring out a old school racking credit card. It wasn't a a machine. It was a mechanical thing that made a carbon copy of your credit card. Like that's what we were doing. And that's gone. Self-serve is the norm. But while self-service was becoming a thing, the people of the state of New Jersey, again, I hope I'm not besmirching New Jersey. I think I'm right about this. Said this won't stand. People are going to lose their jobs and wrote a law that you cannot pump your own gas because then therefore you had to gas stations had to keep people employed to pump gas. And I'm going to I'm here to tell you it was the saddest thing I've seen in a long time because I can't, it's been 30 years since I've seen someone pump gas as a job mm-hmm. and it was so weird you could you could see this this lady going through the motions and I can almost hear the internal monologue of her going why am I doing yeah, this? Yeah, why am I doing? Why am I doing this? You know but it sounds like that's what Chris Chibnall wants. Like, <laughs> no, that's my point. Is that you're saying? Well, I can't believe we would we would take steps backwards. We take steps backwards all the, all the time. time. Yeah, but it's not like them. other states are now retroactively making laws that are banning self service gas stations. It's just the one state. But in this one, they're literally like at the end of the episode, they are saying we are going. Okay, at the end of the episode, to- two people said that. Yeah. yeah two, the two people that work for at Kablam, one company. For one like, company. Like one state said. Yeah. Yeah. So I get what you're said. saying. If we came back next week and found that they had written a new law that 50% of jobs had to be, you know. I just, yeah, I, I care less saying. about what actually happens in the episode and more about what Chris Chibnall is trying to say, which is yeah. that <laughs> computer bad, humans should have all the jobs. Computer bad. I love it. Um, yeah. I don't know. Again, we we jokingly called this space Amazon because this was 2018, mm-hmm. and uh, I would I would venture to say that during the pandemic, Amazon took got a little bit of a black eye because there was some concern about the the warehouse workers 
and are they are they being forced into a position where they're more likely to get the the virus and whatnot? But that was kind of also wrapped up in like grocery store workers and and first responders and like all these other like essential employees. But I would say in in 2017, 2018, there was a a louder conversation happening about the working conditions within Am- within Amazon and how humans were being treated like robots and that kind of thing. So it might might be some of that that you know there was some there was some real world message that was trying to be conveyed absolutely but i'm with you i don't know practically speaking what it what it should be now i will say this i will say this it is a standard a standard trope in sci-fi that like you said robots bad that yeah. is a standard. Go back mm-hmm. to no one hates a robot more than James T. Kirk. Yeah. No one hates a robot more than James T. Kirk. No, I'll fly through this asteroid field. And that was Picard, but um, oh. but yeah, no, no. Kirk would be like, "I'm going to destroy you and the planet that you live on." Robots, um, you know, uh, would encounter civilizations that were entirely governed and run by robots and he would shut down the mainframe and be like, hope you guys figure it out and zip back off to the Federation. And and it is a standard trope that I'm with you, Corbin, drives me nuts. In real life, air pilots turn on autopilot for difficult situations. Like if it's foggy out or something and they need a land, they will turn on the autopilot. Most of the, most of the uh, accidents uh, collisions, et cetera, that have happened with self-driving cars that are being tested right now have been, have been the result of, the of human error. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if so. we deleted all cars, like, like took all of them off the road and made everything fully automated, it would, there would be, there would be accidents, but there would well, be yeah. considerably fewer. Less. It doesn't have to be perfect. Right. It but all, be all better than us. But here's the thing. All you have to do is show that one time, an onboard computer had to decide, and I'm, I'm, I'm exaggerating on purpose here, mm-hmm. had to decide between running over uh, a stroller and killing a baby or running over a grown woman th- you know, on the other side of the street and killing her, and it chose one over the other, and all of the headlines would be, Rogue AI kills baby instead of grown woman, or kills grown woman instead of baby, and you know, and, and all kinds of uh, of disdain is going to rain down on that. Even if it was the one accident that occurred that day, as opposed to the millions that occur every day, it doesn't matter. It was a cold, heartless robot. It was an algorithm. It's it's bad. It's wrong. <laughs> um, and again, I I tend towards uh, I, I I love the arguments that um, that friends and family. Uh, will make about why you can't trust the the self driving cars yeah. or the or the you know the the automated thing at the Amazon warehouse you know or all those yeah. kinds of things. It's like yeah, I know they make mistakes, but people make mistakes too, and people they tend make to make worse mistakes more often. Way yeah. more mistakes. Yeah. All so the time. again, again, um, if if we watch this episode, hoping to have something to apply to our view of politics and labor relations and modern society, then I think we're going to be angry at the end of the episode. Yes. If we watch it for crazy robots with weird eyes and who's actually the bad guy, then it's a fun episode. <laughs> no. I guess. I, again, Corbin, this is, this is me agreeing with you. I, I 100%, I do agree with you. 
I just, there are so few things left, even in the modern world, that people are better at robots than. It's like very, very few yeah, things. Yeah, the, li- the list is getting smaller all the time. Uh, yeah. And, and it is, and, and here's the thing, it is kind of scary. Um, oh, who was it? I, I just read a quote the other day, and now I can't remember. I don't think it was Carl Sagan. It was somebody, maybe Asimov or something like that, that said uh, they've discovered a, a, a rule of thumb when it comes to technology. <clears throat> Any technology that is invented before you turn 15 is the way things are and what is right and good with the world. Anything invented between when you're 15 and I think it was like 35 is cool, exciting, the future, and you can probably get a career in it. And anything created after you're 35 is against nature and the way things ought to be. (laughs) It's it's an abomination, you know. I mean, it's cool to think back on like your childhood, like, oh, remember when cool math games were the thing, but not cool math games is the only gaming website. (laughs) Right, yeah, that's the thing. And, And that's what I'm saying is, Corbin, you're looking at this from the perspective of a younger person who is embracing technology that, as far as you're concerned, has always existed because in your lifetime Mm -hmm. it has. And people who are pushing back against it are ones that it is new and scary for. And I'm at the, I'm at the point in my life where I am rounding a corner and I don't like it. I don't like the things that I feel myself feeling. And it's only because I am such a technophile that I'm, I'm not standing out on my lawn, shaking my fist at the clouds. Because I would totally be in old man mode right now if it weren't for the fact that I I am an early adopter. I love gadgets and technology I mean, and all that stuff. Even I am willing to admit that all not all technology is fantastic and the no. best thing ever. But not all. But I feel it like turns automation, out social media might be terrible for society. Oh yeah, <laughs> it turns out. Yeah, but I feel like automation is it leans on very good most of the Here's, time. Here, here's the, the, the last thing that I'll say about this. Right now, you personally, Corbin, are not in danger of losing your job to a robot. I don't even have a job I know of. Uh, it's part Privileged. of my point. <laughs> but like, right, and that's my point. Is it, and, I, and honestly, honestly, right now, neither am I. Right now, right now, give it five years, and I might be. Five years from now, we may not be able to do podcasts anymore because they're done by AI. I mean, who knows? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, uh, people that are being directly impacted, you know, people that, whose jobs were outsourced to a machine, but I mean, have a different view of it. This kind of yeah. comes back to this because the longer we drag it out, the worse it's going to be. If we can rip the Band-Aid off and try and get every job in the world automated in the next decade, things will be so much better. Uh, I know that's ridiculously unrealistic. Yes. But it's better than trying to drag it out. So that still 60 years in the future, we're hanging on to 10% of jobs. So but that what if it's wrong? What if what's wrong? Like, what if it, what if, what if it turns out all the sci-fi writers are right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, might be. It could be. That's why it it's be. important to, it could be stretch it. That we do get turned into Duracell batteries. It could be. <laughs> it could be. Dun, dun, dun. Well, in which case, that is a problem. In what, I was going to say, in which case I'm like a uh, cipher, jack me back in. <laughs> Yeah. Give, me, give me some digital steak and make yeah. me a rock star and I'm good to go. As we've discussed many times, <laughs> as far as we're concerned, we're already in the matrix. So like, yeah. it yeah. doesn't matter. Statistically speaking, it's, it's, it's like, anyways, okay. Noobs in the Whovian is actually brought to you by listeners like Victor, Jared, and James. If you find value in what we do like they do, here's what you should do. Head on over to noobsinthewhovian.com slash doobie-doo. 
No, I'm sorry. Uh, slash support <laughs> and uh, find your favorite way of supporting your favorite podcast or at least this one. You can uh, you can send over a dollar. Send over a one time uh, donation. What did I say? <laughs> slash Jimmy do. <laughs> Why did that get you? <laughs> I don't know. It's just the latest iteration of the Doobie Doo thing. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyways, yeah. Find um. Click on our banner. Go over to Amazon. Turn on BritBox, or go over to Amazon and just buy anything after you've clicked on our banner, and it'll help us out a little bit. You can go look. Click on our banner. Go over. Purchase something for like a hundred dollars. We will get if three of y'all do that. We'll get one penny. It'll be awesome. It'll be amazing. <laughs> Um, but seriously though, you can, uh, use the PayPal button and donate directly to us. You can check a box that makes it recurring. What are you, what are you going to do with a dollar a month anyway? What do you, I mean, really a dollar a month. What are you going to do? Like feed a kid in Africa or something? No. What that was always the thing when I was y'all's age for the cost of a cup of coffee. You could support your favorite podcast. No. Anyways, uh, slash support. And if you skipped over the ad, welcome back. That brings us down to our classic Who connections. Let's listen into what Jared has to say this week. Hello, noobs in the Whovian. This is Jared with your classic Who connections for Kerblam. Uh, we just had a few, <laughs> had a lot of connections back to New Who. They're, you're connecting to New Who more than Classic Who these days, but uh, we had a few Classic Who connections. Uh, the Seventh Doctor had kind of a delivery. Uh, this is in the Wikipedia, uh, the TARDIS wiki, I mean, and I, it's close enough. Um, kind of had a delivery direct into the TARDIS. There was an advertising drone that was delivered to the TARDIS, and it was advertising uh, the Psychic Circus in the serial The Greatest Show in the Galaxy, and that was the Seventh Doctor who experienced that. Uh, they, the doctor mentioned that uh, some of her best friends were robots. Here are a couple of classic who robots that were her friends. K-9, the dog, of course, and Chameleon, uh, who was an android uh, and kind of an android companion uh, back in classic who. And we had some more Venusian karate. We've talked about that, or, or Aikido, they're calling it now. Uh, so we've talked about that a, a bunch, but, you know, another instance of it. And then finally, the we had the return of the Fez. And once again, the first Fez was seen on the second Doctor. So uh, it, it to me, it is, it is definitely a classic Who thing. So that's what we've got for the connections that I saw. Uh, and... I enjoyed this one. I eh, thought the story was just okay. I, I thought it was fun to watch, but uh, it could have been a stronger story. And I'm just going to leave it there. So it'll be 7.5 out of 10 pits of people sludge and ankle bracelets uh, for me. And finally, for the creep levels, I thought the Kerblam robots were pretty creepy. I know they weren't like the, you know, they were sort of the... Um, red herring uh, of the evil um, stuff going on, but uh, still thought they looked fairly creepy and uh, definitely um, creeped out by the people sludge. Sorry to mention that again. Uh, but yeah, so I'm giving 150 creep levels. And that's it. So thank you to the noobs in the Whovian for having me on. Thank you to, thank you to the TARDIS Wikia for help with the Classic Who Connections. And I look forward to bringing you more Classic Who Connections next time. So gross. Why did you have to bring up people sludge? People sludge. I forgot about that, and I was glad. I did completely forget about that. I do. I do love Jared's. Uh, it was. It was almost uh, poetic, though. Pits of people sludge. <laughs> so no. poetic. I'm gonna go vomit. <laughs> uh, so Jared gave it seven point five out of ten uh, things that we won't mention again. Uh, Corbin, what do you think? 
Mm, obviously, I have so much gripes about <laughs> freaking like politics of this episode, which you know, same with every episode. Yeah, well, why can't Doctor Who just be fun stories? Why do they gotta try and <laughs> talk about modern politics? I hate, I hate that so much. <laughs> I think, I think we're gonna get away. We're gonna kind of get away from that story. next season. I think Chibs had a bunch of stuff pent up inside of him. We wouldn't have gotten people him. sludge if <laughs> no, no. if he hadn't been trying to make a point. Gosh. So, anyways, what's your rating? Uh, yeah, um, I, I don't know. I guess I'm okay. gonna say. Six out of ten fezzes is 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 Uh Trip, what do you think? <laughs> I think I'm gonna go I mean a little bit higher. Like all the <laughs> Sorry, like I spelled that? Cor- yeah, Corbin's typing out Corbin's uh, <laughs> spelling of Like basically all the stuff Corbin said, yeah. It he tried to make it about more than just Doctor Who. I just wanna watch a show. I don't want to. <laughs> people watch shows to escape from the world, not to hear more about it. Well, that's like why people well, watch. Not always, and stuff. but I do think this was not a show about that until now, and it's annoying. Oh, yeah. So, so I think I'm gonna go six point five three fingered robots. I, yeah, I, they, they had three fingers. It was so weird. It was weird. It was it's like, like they, they were, were the silence. <laughs> like they, they were wearing the mitts or something. Yeah. <laughs> Um, oh, so that's my turn, I guess. Um, yeah, I, I had fun with this one overall. I think, um, yeah, some of it was a little bit uh, heavy-handed. Um, I kind of wish, um, I kind of wish some of that wasn't there. I, here, here's, here's the thing that disappointed me the most about the maybe political statement or social statement or whatever it is, is that the episode doesn't support it. Because in the end, the AI was the good guy. Yeah. yeah. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, I've mentioned this before. We this is another time where uh, the bad guy was us, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. the bad guy was was the enemies inside of us all along, or whatever. Um, the AI and it was a great fake out yeah. because it totally should have been a random person wrote the note because the the kerblam AI had gone crazy, yeah. right? That's the way it should have gone. That's the classic sci fi story. And then they, and Chibs turned it on. Or I'm sorry, we keep saying Chibs. This wasn't written by him. Uh, it was written by uh, uh, McTeague. And I thought that he did a great job of turning that, uh, that, that trope on its head. So it makes the political message, if there is one, make less sense. Because it's saying, no, no, no. The problem isn't AI and automation and robots. Mm-hmm. The problem is people. Yeah. But the problem is so, AI. So the solution right. is to get rid of AI. And, and yeah. more people. Um, so, so yeah. I, I, unless, unless you take it from the standpoint of most of the episode, we are being led to believe that the AI is the problem, and then flip, twist, turn, reveal, it wasn't. So, but look at you, dummy. And then the yeah, it's the ending where Judy's like, yeah, we're totally gonna you know work on this. It's like, wait, wait, wait what? huh? Hmm? So what what was the lesson we were trying to I felt like if they the went message? with what was a we've been saying, which is that automation is good, yeah. it would have made more sense. Yeah. Otherwise, right. So I'm gonna give it seven point five out of ten Judy's. I'm actually Judy was awesome. I'm gonna change my score. Okay. Because so I just remembered that they like the 
stupid idiot kid. <laughs> like, they make him out at first to be this nice, likable character, and he's got this cute little crush on this girl, yeah. and she's this nice character. And then she gets freaking murdered, and he's a terrorist who's trying to blow up half the population. <laughs> and it's stupid twist, and it makes me hate him so much when I if, wanted to like him. If, if, um, okay, now, here's the thing. I think if it had gone differently, you would have been mad at that. I think if it had gone the way, again, it normally goes, what would have happened is he would have not gone through with the plan because of love, right? That's that that's what it would have been. Yeah. But again, they subverted that, flipped it on its head, and she died. I hated that Arlo died. Just, I hated that. I don't know part why they altogether. Why the robots were killing, killing her? No, why to, were they killing all the other people though? Huh? I get what he the was killing. The he other was people. he was trying to make it look as though Kerblam oh, had gone rogue. Oh. Right. So Kerblam was fighting that. against that, which I don't understand. Why didn't Kerblam, the AI, just cancel the orders? I just not do it. Anyways. But Anywho. I, I don't... So Corbin, what's your new score then? I'm going to say 5.5. I just... I hate that he's this like twist villain who's like an idiot and just as evil as can possibly be. He's not trying to like take it down by just like deleting the AI or something. He's like, I'm going to murder a bunch of people. Well, because no, 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 no. He wasn't fighting the Kerblam AI. I know. He was fighting automation. Yeah. If he deleted the Kerblam AI, that's one company. That wouldn't solve, that, that doesn't address the bigger problem. So anyway, anywho, I know. anywho, we've hashed this episode. Jared gave it 150 out of 500 creep levels. Uh, I'm going to go, yeah, 150. Uh, mainly because of the uh, people, uh, pits of people sludge and the uh, the robots. The robots are yeah. creepy. The robots are creepy. They did a good job with that. I will give they them that. They did a very good job making oh, the robots yeah. creepy. Every time they were like being evil or suspicious, they really looked it. They did otherwise, did. it was like, oh, they're happy yeah. little. Which made which made the twist looking. reveal at the end even better because they yeah. definitely seemed like they were the like they were evil. Yeah. And the so here's the funny thing, right? Again, normally the trope is the smiling robot is out to kill you. But in this case, the smiling robot was actually trying to save you. They actually did that exact thing. What thing? The one with the emojis. Remember? Yep. There were smiling robots yep. that killed all the people who yep. could have yep. guessed. Because that's the trope. Yeah. Anyway, so Corbin, what, what's your creep level? Also 150. 150 out of 500 trip. Uh, okay, so like, I'm just trying to, like, picture yourself in a dark room. Nope. And then like, these robots... <laughs> Are just wanna. cornering nope. you. There's no way out. You, you can't, can't run me. anywhere. You can't make me. They're th- obviously stronger than you. I'm just imagining like being in that situation. Like, I don't know. That scares me. When like <laughs> there's just so many that you there can't get away. Much, yeah. So I think I'm gonna go 250. Like that that's one of my worst fears. Where there's like so I want, many. I just things. would like you both to pause and breathe that in. <laughs> that, that 250. So that next week. Or whenever. When you rate it five hundred, and it, I rate it twenty five. When I give it two twenty five, which is less than half, and you're like, I'm going to remind you of the time that you were scared of smiling robots. <laughs> it's a personal you. fear when the things are like cornering you. I'm going to remind you of the helpful robots that scared you to death, okay. and made you cry. Scared me to death and made me cry. Made you cry Gosh. in your bed last night. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did I say that on our podcast? Sorry, <laughs> I didn't mean to let that out there. Uh, theories quickly. Will they or won't they? I mean, Trip, you just kind of addressed that earlier, right? Oh, yeah. It, it's going to happen. Trip's definitely, definitely. This was episode seven. <laughs> so you were saying by the end of the season or never. 
or we'll never know. And yeah. Corbin is uh, being ambivalent on purpose. Well, no, <laughs> I am going to change it now. We're so late in the season that uh, I think, if ever, it's not going to be till next season. Okay. All right. Well, guys, um, the game plan is that uh, next week we're rolling on with episode eight, The Witchfinders, and that is because we still don't have a release date, which is compounded by the fact that we just had Comic-Con International where they did a super special panel with a super special guest and blah, 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 and blah, 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 and talking, not telling us anything about the season because spoilers. And um, it's, uh, they released a trailer, if you can call it that. It's at best a, a, a teaser. And it was like 30 seconds long. And at the end of it, the doctor literally says to Yaz and by extension, all of us, any questions? Good. See you later. And runs away. Right. Cause that's how I felt at the end of that. Like, Oh good. I have no new information. And then it says coming late 2021. I'm like, no, you already it, said. Is, it is the end of July. Like, yeah. By the time we release another episode of this podcast, I it think it's going to be, be August yeah. and, uh, or maybe we've got one more in July, but we're almost done with July. And they still can't tell us. They've released a teaser trailer and they're still not telling us. So we're sticking to the plan. I'm getting sad. We haven't done any classic who in a while. Oh yeah. I was thinking about that. I was like, Ooh, that, that one that Jared mentioned the um, greatest show in the galaxy or whatever. I was like, Oh, oh yeah. man, he mentions that one a lot. Like we had to throw that on the list. And then I'm like, <laughs> if we ever get back to the we list. Don't have a list. Yeah. No, we do have a list. It's, it's, it's longer than our episodes. podcast is right now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We've got like several episodes of that to watch. And, uh, no, no time to do it in. Or we might get to the end of season uh, 12 and go into Classic Who exclusively because we're still waiting for the show. Who knows? So. Coming late 2027. Oh, my gosh, man. I mean, they definitely you know said late 2021, so at least they've stuck to that. If they had said coming in 2022, I would have been like, all right, it's going to be next fall. But, um, yeah. When they released that uh, that panel for Comic-Con International, they said that it was pre-recorded. They didn't say when, but during the interview, during the panel, Jody mentioned that they are still filming. So I don't know how long ago they recorded this panel, this mm -hmm. interview that they did, but they were still filming whenever that was. So I just, meh. I mean, I'm sure it's been difficult. I'm sure it's been difficult. Oh, the, the one piece of information that they did release... Uh, there was a there was a couple of little nuggets that they trickled out. One of them is that season thirteen, though it is only eight episodes, is going to be one story. So it's going to be like seven cliffhangers, basically, hmm. and it's just going to be one long arc, which we I don't think has been the done TARDIS the whole time. <laughs> They're on the same planet, trying to figure out the same mystery. That's right. Like They're stranded episodes. on Earth without yeah. Um, and it's one like of the one of, of the things that Chibnall mentioned is he said because of the pandemic. He said, we had a couple of options. One of them was, uh, we do a bunch of little episodes like in one room with no monsters, you know, so that we can stay within COVID protocols or we can do the biggest story we've ever attempted. And that's what they decided to do. And I'm like, okay. I mean, he says it's going, it's going to be huge. There's gonna be old monsters and new monsters and supposedly it's going to be great, but we just don't know when it's going to be on the air. Um, one other thing um, for, for the listeners out there is that it's going to stream exclusively on 
BBC America, and AMC Plus. What? It's <laughs> it just moved to HBO Max. All of the old episodes are uh, old episodes of New Who are on HBO Max. I assumed that meant they were also going to air live or the next day on HBO Max. Apparently not. AMC Plus or BBC America. So I guess we're going to be getting Sling TV sometime in the fall, guys. So anyways. Guys, Noobs and the Hoobie and his production is always of Master Closet Studios, where it's always smaller on the inside. Your senior producer is me, Austin Reason. Your audio engineer is Thing One. I'm Trip. Your production editor is the other one. I'm Corbin. Special thanks to TARDIS.Wikia.com for the trivia. Thanks to Jared for his Classic Who connections. And shout outs as always to Victor, Jared, and James for their Patreon support. You can find us over at noobsinthehoovian.com where you can find links to our social media, subscribe buttons, Patreon buttons, and all that great stuff. Wherever you find us, make sure that you share us with a friend. Leave us a rating. Share us around, not because we're a great show, but because we watch one. As always, my name is Austin. I'm the Hoovian. These are my sons, Corbin and Tripp. And we're the news. And until next time, be safe if you can, but always be amazing. Goodbye. Be whip.